welcome back to the second episode of the Kickoff Sessions podcast, hosted by me, Darren Lee. And on this podcast, I aim to speak to everyone from tech CEOs to founders of companies, young entrepreneurs, as well as business leaders and all other people that I find particularly interesting to find out some of their history, their background, some of their motives and really what has drove their career to date. In this next episode, I interview Victoria Fox. Victoria is based out of Melbourne, Australia, and she is a founder of multiple different companies and has won many different internationally accredited awards, such as the World's Best Beauty Salon of 2018 and 2019, which is a pretty incredible achievement. Victoria is also a writer and public speaker and has recently started her new venture, which is online business coaching to provide professional advice to young people starting their own ventures. Victoria and I had an incredible conversation about how she kicked off a career in entrepreneurship, some of the key principles and values she has instilled in herself from an early age, which has really helped her business grow and has really improved her lifestyle as a whole. We also took a deep dive into her approach towards traveling and how this has helped her business grow and develop over the years. And we discussed areas such as meditation and spirituality and how this can help in your daily life, especially at the moment where people are under a lot of pressure, under a lot of stress, and how they can relieve anxiety through different meditation techniques and how this can improve your day-to-day life as well as in your professional careers too. I really enjoyed this conversation. I hope you do too. So let's kick it off. Good morning, Victoria. Good morning. How are you doing? Pretty great. Pretty great great. today. Thank you. Excited to be here. I'd just like to say it's always great to interview an Aussie, even though I am awake at 6.30, 7am to do this interview, but, and it's pitch black outside in Dublin, but I really appreciate it nonetheless. And it looks like it's sunny in Australia as always. And I'm very jealous. Uh, yeah, well, I, I appreciate you and, um, I feel like I'll be worth this early rise. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> so like to give a bit of context, um, we initially met almost nearly five years ago now. And like, I've seen you like go on to win like loads of great awards, you know, like yeah, build a company from scratch essentially. But it's funny because when we initially met it was in Tomorrowland Festival almost five years mm-hmm. ago. And now, <laughs> even though we spent like three days, like at a festival together or four days, now we've, kept in contact ever since and it's always been great to see your progress what you've been up to how you've been traveling so much and it's really like awesome to see that kind of development really sure thank you well look i i've had this stuff going on for a while so um Mm. the last 10 years maybe 12 years i've been running my own businesses so Mm -hmm. that was um yeah we kind of met at a stage where i was just like oh the businesses run themselves I can I can go and do these fun things instead of um, working you know 10 15 hour days which I did for many years so it's not something that happened overnight but um, yeah it was like a conscious evolution as a as a business person and I continue to evolve I hope absolutely yeah just to give a bit of context can you give like an overview of like your background and how you came to kind of running that company, you know, you're sparkling mm. now at the moment and where, where that really came from and up to kind of today, you know, that kind of career development. Yeah, of course. Well, um, I, I really got into entrepreneurship when I was, when I was nine years old, that's when I first started um, being part of a big company and it was 
I think grade five and there was a group of us and we, we set up a company where you could rent like um, rulers and sharpeners and um, like erasers. You could loan them for like five cents. And so we would loan out these products. And then um, I was also the editor of the, the magazine that went with the company and we would sell ad space in the magazine and people would put ads like I'm cool or like, you know, <laughs> This yeah. person sucks. And it was, that was the other second arm of the business. So that was my first foray into entrepreneurship. And then I didn't really do much for a while um, until I, yeah, I got to about my twenties and um, got into business with a couple of people and, and set up like a um, private members group. It was, um, it was like a club for for people to hang out with very, very, very exclusive and um, worked with really high end products that we would help people buy like boats and cars and artwork and, um, and that sort of thing. So that was really, that was really interesting. I didn't really know what I was doing there to be perfectly honest, but it was a great experience working at um, price points, you know, above the five cent mark, which is <laughs> was my previous experience. It was more like a $5 million mark. So um, that, however, wasn't my passion. So I really moved into um, this well-being space, which is where I am now. It, unfortunately, it was a result of having a really bad experience um, in a clinical setting. Like I went to have a beauty treatment. It went really went really poorly. It was quite traumatic for me emotionally, but it damaged my body. And I, um, I'm fine now, but it really like helped me realize that there's a better way to offer personal care to people and a more caring way to do it and a safer way to do it. And so then I got into the beauty industry, um, beauty and wellbeing, and I started um, my own skin clinic and did that for many years, really like on my own. I just thought I'm going to become the best skin therapist there is. I had no background in any, anything to do with beauty or skin, but I was like, I'm going to do this. This is my calling. And so, yeah, I bought this like hundred thousand dollar piece of equipment and I was like, this is like, this is what I'm going to do. And so I would do treatments for people and it ended up being really successful. I remember, um, yeah, I, I, it was like, $10 a minute or something like this price point that I decided. So I, look, I've been, I, I work in the premium space. I'm really, really excited to um, see people do an amazing job, charge, charge the right amount for it and become very wealthy um, around that. And so that clinic evolved into a huge day spa, which is what I run now or what I own now, Miss Fox, which um We've been very lucky to win a number of global awards for world's best beauty salon and Australasia's best day spa. And so I've had that for 10 years now. And I have a team of um, 10 to 13 people that work in that business and I don't work in it. I, I'm involved with it and the um, overall vision of the business, but that's why I can go traveling and I, I, don't, I don't get tied to working in there. <clears throat> Um, so that's my business business sort of journey to date. Mm -hmm. That's um, so interesting because like, especially when you don't know what the field you're getting into 
And that's where it's so interesting. It's usually an event, mm. like you said, like you had a point about experience and that triggered yeah. it for you, which is like really unique, but it's really kind of the start of a lot of entrepreneurs, how they're starting their career is something negative has happened to me. How am I going to react? And I think mm. people that are entrepreneurial react in such a way that I want to fix this issue myself. I don't want to outsource mm. it, you know? So it's really interesting mm. to see how you, how you, how you pick that up. But even when you grew the company, like how, how did you learn the skills to okay grow the business and begin to take on people and also to delegate out? Because as you say, the way you are at the moment, you're kind of extracted from the business. So mm-hmm. how did you initially start that and also learn on the go? Yeah, well, I, I, um, I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, like most of the people that I meet, the, um, the people that I love, we don't know what we're doing. We're just very passionate about it and we make it work. So, um, yeah, I would never have chosen the beauty industry. I was not interested in it at all. I thought it was, I mean, my background is academic. I just thought beauty was very superficial and um, I couldn't relate to it uh, until, yeah, this incident happened and I was felt propelled to move into that space. And um, yeah, I, I didn't, I wasn't a beauty therapist. I didn't know how to run a service business. Um, I had a, I had um, a partner at the time that had some business background. So thank goodness I had some, someone to support me with just basic, um, the basic setup of business. But I do believe that when you're on that path, when you're creating something that feels really aligned for you, it's, it's quite divine, like the right people will come in and just magically know how to do that thing or have, um, have the space that you need. I mean, that happened for my day spa. I had a vision of what I wanted to build and I thought, oh my gosh, how am I going to find this place and how am I going to afford it? And it just, it just opened up. Like my mom spoke to someone at a barbecue that had a space available and, they showed me through before it went on the market. So I do think that you will be very much supported and guided. It's um, just believing in the vision that comes to you. And that's like, if you can just show up for that, I feel that that's the, that's the biggest battle. Everything you can work out, even in my day spa, when we, we were open, but I still, I hadn't even worked out what services we were offering. I just hired people and I was like, what can you you're a great massage therapist you're a great facialist and people would just walk up the door and say we want a massage how 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 much is that and we would just make it up on the spot because we hadn't <laughs> worked that out yet <laughs> or I was exactly. like, okay yeah yeah we can do this so um you know i think we look at people and we think that they know what they're doing but no one really knows what they're Nobody doing knows. and Nobody. <laughs> it's like the Literally. only way you work out anything is you just try something and you'll probably fuck it up and then you will get some wisdom around that and do better. But how else do you learn? Exactly. Because I think a a big thing when people are kicking off something and what I've learned from speaking to people through this is that Mm -hmm. sometimes the difference is that people who have kicked off something like yourself, they're willing to take that initial step and they're like, okay, I'm stepping into the unknown. I have literally no idea what I'm doing. But again, I'll figure it out. So I kind of have the components and the principles to abide by that. I will try to figure it out along the way because yeah. you can spook yourself out of doing pretty much anything. 
and it, it's very much easier to be like okay well i can't do this element like you said you know pricing because that, that was a question i was going to ask you was like pr- pricing is a very difficult model to get correct and a lot of the times you can run into problems because you're overpricing something or you're underpricing it and you're not making enough revenue to generate a profit so there's always going to be things like this so it's very mm-hmm. very interesting to see how you're just learning on your feet and developing personally and professionally as it kind of comes well, Ian, this is like really old, what they say about entrepreneurs, you just you jump out of the plane and you work out how to build the parachute on the way down. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> like that's not the life for everyone though, but yeah. I, I don't know why I'm like this, but I'm, I, it's just how I am. I don't mm. mind taking the risk. It feels really natural. And um, like I'm, I'm trained now as a counsellor and I, I really do think sometimes that something like, happened in my past that was like that made this theme like a normal life and thank Mm -hmm. god like whatever weirdness um i had um in my childhood has given me the resilience or this toolkit to say hey like just yeah just do this um you know it's um doesn't always need to feel like comfortable sometimes yeah like being uncomfortable is, um, yeah, is, is a huge asset. So I think we take, we take things from our whole journey and it helps us um, in our entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I do think that everything that's happened in our past is, is a blessing, no matter what it is. And that's this mindset thing about are you going to be a victim of your situation, um, a victim of your past, or do you see that as a strength? And that's a choice that we get to make. It is. And like, would um, you think about these concepts like deeper and think that, you know, you really had an event or it's essentially like a mindset kind of switch that when you were young, it was instilled in you to have this, you know, passion and drive and kind of determination to kind of succeed in if it's this or if it's another venture or whatever you kind of do. Yeah. I mean, it might be that, but I know um, in part and for others, it's just, it might even just be a drive for survival, like for your own um, independence or, or well-being or whatever it is. So um, there's gold in whatever you've gone through. Um, I know some people that have come from poverty and that it instilled in them, I never want to be poor. Like I always want to be able to make my own money so I can take care of myself and I can take care of my family. Um, so that's like, feels like a very heavy discussion but we've all been through stuff and I'm not successful because I had a perfect life um I am successful in spite of it or like because of because of it um so I I yeah I would just really like to spread the message that this is possible for everyone it's not just oh people that are really well connected or people that went to private school or people Mm. that um, went to business school like I don't have any qualifications really to this day i have very few qualifications um and the ones that i've done are you know a small and specialized but i didn't go to business school i didn't go to entrepreneur school like you can get a degree in entrepreneurship that just sounds crazy for me like i just spent three years studying to be an entrepreneur you can just do just start your company exactly. 
Like, and you'll I, learn on the job. <laughs> I, I understand that there's certain components you might you might need to learn and things like this and you pick up and they might teach you, which which is which could be very helpful. But having said that though, you'll never know unless you're fully immersed in it. It's kind of like when you compare someone who stayed in academia for their entire life versus someone mm-hmm. who's in an industry. Like if you're in a lecture hall and there's someone lecturing you about how to present yourself in a workplace, but they've never been in a workplace, well then it just yeah. causes a disconnect. And it's very difficult yeah. to, and that's just, that's just an analogy, you know, and it's, it's very, very difficult to kind of see, okay, how, how do these relate to real life examples? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's like, you want to have the book smarts and you want to have the street smarts. And mm-hmm. you, I, I believe that you really need both. There's certainly elements of business that you want to master. You want to learn how to understand profit and loss reports and all of the Um, yeah, like business models and how to price your business in a way that it's profitable and sustainable. That's very important. Um, But you might get an advisor to help you with that. You might get a coach to help you with that. Um, You might get a business partner that's really strong in that. But the the other part, just like working with your intuition, um, listening to to the um, guidance that you get, holding true to your vision, believing in yourself, you know, hustling where you need to, but also slowing down where you need to. So there's these soft skills as well that I think you can only really learn by being immersed in it, um, being it like embodied in the reality of the business situation. Mm-hmm. And I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm pleased with how it, it's turned out so far. Mm-hmm. So I can yeah, only we- speak from experience. I don't know how it, like, I don't know what's best for anyone, but I can mm. just say that, gosh, there's so many possibilities. Mm. I really feel, though, that you kind of have the kind of soft skills. You're, like, you're very, like, humbled and you, you're very kind of patient. And I feel like those are important aspects to kind of go through because when you're kicking off a company, you know, your ego will drive you a lot of the time. It could be the wrong motives. Like, some people are getting into business now so they can put it on Instagram, things like this. But I feel like that mm-hmm. your approach has been a lot more, you know, you're approaching it in a much more of a sensible manner, you know, and that's kind of where it brings me to say that, you know, the awards that you won, which is world's best beauty salon of 2019, incredible like achievement, things like this. What do you think was the reason why? Like, I know you have a great team and things like this, but what is actually at the core here to get Mm -hmm. to these world standard awards and things like this? Yeah, we were we were really really proud to win that award twice actually, and um, I mean this will sound less less humble, but when we when we found out we'd won that, I was I remember thinking yeah we deserve this like it was wasn't like oh my god it was just like yeah oh my god but we've totally earned this we've worked with such integrity in our business and. Um, for me, that looks like you do the right thing. You, and I know, of course you do the right thing, but you really do the right thing. Like you do the right thing by your customer. You, um, adhere to your values. You remember like, why did I start this? What do I care about? What matters to me? And you stick with that. If what matters to you is customer care, which is what matters to me. That's why I got into the whole industry because I had terrible customer care and I thought, well, that's what I want to offer. When I'm presented with a situation, um, I go back to that value. So it's these 
to me, like little decisions is these tiny decisions where you're backing yourself and you're standing by what is important to you. That is what makes a great company. It's not how many celebrities came into your, into your salon um, or that, you know, we did nails for like Katy Perry or something, which we did. Um, How many influencers are in your company? (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, just all this fluff and we're very anti, we're like the anti spa. We're anti the beauty industry. We hate all these fear-based marketing, all this stuff that makes women feel terrible about themselves and kind of bullies them into doing treatments. Um, We're just, we just don't do that. So when we won this award, that's why I was super proud because I thought we've done this with integrity and I stood by my values. We didn't sell out to win this. And I mean, look, I've been doing it for a long time. If I seem like grounded and and humble in it, it's because I've been doing it for 10 years. I was like batshit crazy when I first started things. I didn't, (laughs) just like, I don't know. Yeah, I just... Whatever, I, I, let's just drink champagne. <laughs> and and that's that's you go through those phases, but I think a big a big factor here is that you kicked off your company, let's say ten years ago. The landscape of social media and influence has been dramatically changed. You know, it's mm. hugely changed. So if anything, it's at if anything, I'm at the age now where I'm slightly gone past it, but especially the last couple of years, you know, you see that, as you say, people are moving towards, oh, I need to get, you know, bigger lips. I need to get my nose done and get this done. But it's driven by the company and their foundations behind it because the people that are getting into it, not as a whole, I just mean certain amount of people are like, okay, mm-hmm. this is a cash and grab. How can I get into this, extract money from people that are vulnerable? Which is which is which is something you know. Even if it's a, if it's a guy, a guy gets a lot of treatment these days sometimes mm-hmm. as well. And you're you're basing yourself off other people's vulnerabilities to a degree and therefore that creates an environment and a culture of not sound principles. Whereas when you kicked it off, it was very much an infant stage. You may not even had Instagram back then. And then you're just evolving through your own principles and and your direction. Yeah. um, And look, some, some people's values are if like, if your value is aesthetics and I really honestly believe that, Um, someone having lip injections is going to make them more confident and change their life. If that is true for me, I, um, then I can run a business from that place comfortably. Or if my reason for getting into business is to make a fuck ton of money so that I can buy a mansion for my family, that's also okay. It's, is it true to who you are? Is it true? Like, does it feel aligned for you? And if it does, I'm kind of like happy for people to do anything um but yeah if it's from that other place of i want to do this to like show people or prove something or um um like validate something if it's coming from that non-aligned place or that more empty place then i think that's where you get into really dangerous area and i mean i certainly wasn't at the beginning really sure who i was or what i was setting out to do i was kind of like I had this, I had this driver, but then I opened this business and I, you know, kind of a bit lost for a while. I thought, oh, like, what, what am I doing? What am I doing? And when you aren't coming from that place, you'll attract people that are coming from um, a non-aligned place as well. So I think you just, you get to see how true you are to yourself by seeing who shows up in your life and in your business. And you have, if you have a bunch of people that are like, negative, horrible, complaining, you've got to look at yourself and be like, am I, 
am I aligned right now? Because the universe will just show you where you're at. So if things are just um, a disaster, then I always turn inwards and say, Victoria, like, what? Are, where am I not being honest with myself mm. or bringing my, yeah, bringing my truest self? Um, so yeah, it gets, gets a little bit, a little bit woo woo, but I do think that, yeah, everything is an expression of where you're at inside. Everything on the outside is including your business. And especially, as you said, even the people you interact with or the pe- the team around you, if it's all negative, you're like, you're definitely a product of your environment. And it's yeah. not just to say that you are the people in your environment, but you're also influencing it. So if you bring in like negative energy, negative attitude, you'll really bring that around yourself. And <clears throat> I've even noticed that during lockdown when you're hanging around with your mates, like your small mates around here, you know, when you're upbeat and you have a good attitude, things like this, well, you can kind of get through those weeks in lockdown. But if you're bringing in this, the world's terrible, everything's going negative, things like this, you just, it creates another negative environment, a negative approach. And that's not something you want to bring through your personality throughout your lifetime. You know, you don't want to be associated with, yeah. with this. And then it brings in some negative emotions as you go through. Yeah, it's def- it's not easy times like this. not easy to just be like, everything's great. Oh, there's nothing to worry about. Like there's shit happening right now, which is, it's really hard and it's challenging for people. Um, but yeah, you do get to choose. You get to choose your thoughts and, and how you respond to things. So that's just a powerful bit of... Um, knowledge to have that you do have choices mm-hmm. um and yeah who, yeah who you surround yourself will make make a difference how you spend your days like how you start your day will make a difference um how you take care of yourself will make a huge difference so we have again all these small moments where we get to choose a better vibe and it's not that you have to be happy all the time like it's healthy to be angry sometimes and to be sad like that's normal um but to not let it like consume you and become your entire reality because um yeah that's that's it's a it's a hard place to be i don't completely agree i don't envy anyone that i don't envy anyone that goes goes through that um but i invite them to just you just pick yourself up and like move on and you'll be stronger for it. Exactly. So, you know, when you, you're growing this company and it's growing over the last couple of years and things like this, and you become very invested in it. A lot of people would become even more invested and they're working longer hours and they find it very difficult to take that kind of backseat approach. How did you kind of transition from growing a company to being very successful and then changing your approach whereby you could, free up this time, like escape the nine to five and do live life more on your own terms? Yeah, well, um, I wish I could say I had it all planned out, but I ended up just having a bit of a breakdown because I was just working really hard (laughs) (laughs) and the, like the universe did it for me. It was like, you can't work anymore. We're just going to make you have this like crisis um, and (laughs) it will force you to leave your team to run things and you know this is this is our ego getting in the way sometimes we think Mm. they won't be able to survive without me they're fine without you in fact they'll probably do better without you just breathing down everyone's neck micromanaging so um i i left because i was having a real 
a few things happened at once. I had had like a, a breakdown because I wasn't taking care of myself. Um, and I was having a spiritual awakening at the same time where I was really questioning, what is my life about? What is, what is this reality that I've created? Um, I hadn't fully connected with really who I was as a person um, and everything looked very glamorous on the outside. And yeah, we had the awards and we had the celebrities and things, but I wasn't very deeply connected with my purpose at that point. And so everything seemed very, very, um, very, very empty in that time. And I just thought this, I'm, I can't be here. I need to get out of this and try and find out why I feel this pain or this emptiness. So I, um, I w- it was a bit dramatic. I just, I called work. I'm like, I can't work anymore. Like you guys just have to make the decisions. I'm having a spiritual awakening and I <laughs> need to go. I'll be back in six months. <laughs> well, I did. And I sold all my belongings and I moved to the jungle. <laughs> No way. I think you know this story. I don't so, know. I, I, well, I think when you told me this story, I may not have been in sound mind. So I really wish we were you... Probably, yeah, we were probably <laughs> just like this pumping. Um, but yeah I, yeah, I sold all my things and I had like all these really nice things, all these like handbags and like, you know, 50 pairs of shoes um, and like, I don't know, fur coats and things. And I just, I was like, sell everything. I don't want any of this anymore. I only want to have enough belongings that I can fit into like one cubic meter. And I ended up just putting everything in a bag. And I went to, I went to um, the Peruvian jungle and I had decided I was going to live there, train as a medicine woman and just like, just um, disconnect from my old life. And yeah, that was interesting. How did it go? <laughs> what, what was the what was the what was the outcome, and what what happened along the way? Well, um, I I got there, and when I got there, the plants actually spoke to me. I was not on any like drugs or anything, but the, it's weird when you go to the jungle. It's very magical, and yeah, of course, the nature starts communicating with you, and the trees were like, "What is your business here?" And yeah. I was like, um, I am here to learn from the plants. And they were, they, were, they were confused why I was there. And then I, um, yeah, I was with a group of people. We would do ceremonies with the plants. So drink plant medicine of different types. And some are, some are psychedelic. Some are just, just make you feel really sick. And the plants are teachers. So just like you would meet someone who had something to teach you, you meet a plant and it will teach you something. And it's, it sounds totally bizarre, but a plant might teach you patience mm-hmm. or it might teach you truth. And so I started to work with the plants. And then after, it was really after only a few weeks, what the, the, the mother plant said, please just do not be here anymore. She's <laughs> like, do not drink any more plants. Um, we can teach you without you ingesting us you just need to talk to us at any time and remember your training and I, I just was like okay remember my training I'm just going to take that as in some past life I've learnt all of this stuff already from the plants and I can just not do this again in this lifetime so I then went to other places to do more learning and healing so I was in Peru and then I went to California and did a lot of um, 
multi-dimensional healing. Like I was going through some painful stuff. I, didn't, I just, of course. I was like, go to whoever might be able to give me some relief. And I, I was at the point where it was more painful to not go into my healing than to resist it. And I know a lot of people are like, just keep numbing, numbing, numbing so that I don't have to go there. But I, yeah, again, it wasn't really conscious. It was just like, I just have to go here because I, there's no, there's no other, there's no other way that I can stop this. There's no other, there's no other way, place to hide. So um, mm. uh, after California, I came to Guatemala and I was working with shamans basically. Mm. That's what um, I was going to ask you. I was like, you know, when you're in Peru, Guatemala, was this ayahuasca? Yes. Yes. Um, I had some ayahuasca ceremony, um, ohe and some other plants as well. And then there's just like the music and the sound and just the, just the space that's there. So you can receive healing or you can access this doorway to an, a deep, deeper part of yourself through so many methods. Um, I mean, that's, that's why I like music festivals because it is a, a doorway is a portal into another dimensional space. And I don't think people understand unless what's and that. It, and it's, like an, it's an expression, you know, when you're, when you're working so hard and you're, you're so driven on a certain element, it's that kind of release. It's a release part of you that you kind of like want. Mm-hmm. And it's something that's really instilled in me that it's an area that I will always love. You know, I've always loved music, mm-hmm. but it's that aspect of, okay, I can come here and I can just release and I meet people and it's very like social and outgoing. And that's what kind of gives me that component of, as you said, it's like self-improvement, but people from the outside might look at it and be like, okay, this is just simply just one event, but it's a lot mm-hmm. deeper when you, when you go through it so many times and you get, and you get to know different people and how it grows from there. Yeah. I don't think people understand it until they experience it. And it's not even a, it's not a mental process. Something happens in your body. It's a, it's an, it's an experience and it's on, um, not just a body level, but as and a mental level, but on a spiritual level, it's it's fascinating. Um, so, so yeah, there's there's many ways to access this release and this healing and this self-expression. So I'm a huge fan of everyone. I'm a huge fan of people um, using dance and using music and using yoga and using meditation to access these states. Because so the top business people, you look like they are all meditating. They are all they are all seeing healers. They are all, um, they're all getting insights, like intuitive guidance, um, higher, like higher guidance through their higher selves. So there's a lot of esoteric um, work. I mean, some of the top, top um, like presidents, they all have, they've all got astrologists that they like refer to. No one's just, oh, like I've got the smartest strategy. There's a lot more to being a, a high-powered person to accessing all of your power. So whichever method you're drawn to, and I would never recommend someone um, go into ayahuasca or even go to a rave if they don't feel called. But if you feel called, there's something there for you. I, do I completely that. agree. I think especially with people that are like leading companies, things like this, and they have that kind of different mindset, it does come from these experiences it could be in as you said it may not be ayahuasca but even the possibility of opening yourself to traveling south america is something that's huge on my list and the idea Mm. is to just immerse yourself in somewhere like the amazon you know 
again you have a backpack on your on your back you have very little cash on you you don't even need any money anyway to be honest you know and I always feel like I've learned the most when I'm in these environments so like as you know like myself and my best mate Tom we've done so much traveling over the last couple of years we've gone back to Asia I've been in Asia three times in the last three years and every time I go back there it's a different angle I take it at but it's the same experience you know I'm always learning so much I'm out of my comfort zone it's not to say that I'm pushing myself every day but I'm trying to push myself further learn kind of grow and then I always come back with a different perspective you know Mm. and it's not about being on a beach in Thailand and getting fucked up all the time there's there's a there's a bigger thing going on there and it could be even just like riding a motorbike through Indonesia but there's definitely like a higher element that's going on and this is where I'm learning the most and what I sometimes I feel that when I come back then I'm way more chill I'm like I don't look at things in such a oh this is going to make or break me it's very much more of an objective perspective and I'm looking at things and I'm like okay well you know I've I've seen extreme poverty I've seen extreme wealth so at the end of the day is what I'm doing right now all that important not necessarily and therefore it brings a different uh perspective into kicking off something new or pursuing what I'm currently doing. Yeah, that's so beautiful. I completely agree. I I recommend every single person um, travel as much as is possible for them. I mean, I wish everyone could just take a year off and just travel. you You will come back a changed person. And like you said, a different perspective, but also so much more gratitude for, um, you know, what we have now. Yeah. When you've been, when you've seen, when you've gone through back streets of India or the slums or something, it just, exactly. That's that happened to me. I went through the slums of India and I was not the same person when I came back. And that's when I implemented, I'd be doing it actually for a little bit of time, but we used our business as a platform for, for giving, for donating. And that, that added like the, the life back for me when I was very disconnected from the business. And I was like, why am I even doing this? Who cares about the beauty industry? Oh, it sucks. Like I just don't even want to do this anymore. I just want to like not brush my hair and wear no clothes and just live in the jungle. And then, you know, when you can see that business is a way for you to make a contribution, business is a way for you to be a big influence on the world. So um, business is very spiritual and that was a big lesson that I had to learn because I thought I don't want any money I don't want anything like um but now now I realize oh no the more money I have the more people I can reach the more impact I can have so now I actually um coach people in setting up their businesses so I am a business coach bringing in my business background but also my training as a holistic counselor um I'm trained as a yoga teacher trained as a meditation teacher as well and as a shamanic healer. So I have this toolkit that I bring into someone's business and help them to merge the practical and the spiritual so that they're running a business from a place of values, from a place of their true self and their true expression and their true purpose, but it also makes money. So it's sustainable and they can have a great life and they can give back and they can leave a legacy. Um, so I love this work now. And I do this really as my, this is my full-time job now coaching people. I still have Miss Fox, um, the, um, 
the spa, yeah, runs so beautifully. And I, I spend about an hour each week on that and oh, maybe a couple of hours each week. But then I spend the other time with my women that are building their own empires. And I love mm. that. So yeah, the people I coach are women in well-being, personal development and the creative space. And that's, that's what I know best. So um, I love to work with women in that space and just empower them to do you know, to create something amazing, but also, you know, like you're, you're saying, these, these women, they want to travel, they want to have freedom, they don't want to be burnt out, they don't want to be working nine to five. Um, and so sometimes it takes someone outside of you to just kind of pick you up and be like, hey, I tell most of them, hey, you need to double your rates. <laughs> this yeah. is, this, you're worth more. Some people, um, I had someone quadruple their rates um, because we just worked out how valuable she was help people see the value that she was offering so that they could um, come on board and work with her and now everyone's happy and it's it's high vibes as well no Mm. one no one that is offering the world something that makes a beautiful healing um, positive contribution should be struggling to make money they should be the richest people i want those people to be rich not the people Mm. that are like burning down forests (laughs) Yeah. yeah, you, you yeah. touched on like loads of really, really great points there. Um, when you mentioned about when you mentioned about um, having that hourly rate, like you're working one hour a week for Miss Fox. Like I don't know, are you aware of the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss? A big thing about it was him, the first book that I that I read where I was like, oh my god, there's people like me. Like yeah. this yeah. guy gets me. Yeah, it's all, it's all about your hourly rate. You know, like you know, how much are you literally making? So if you're earning 60K a, a, a year, but you're working 60 hours a week, well, then you're actually not making that much money. But as you say, if you're putting one to five hour contribution, your hourly rate is what you're getting back there, which is huge, which is, which is really, really valuable. And especially yeah. with something like business coaching, is, is it online? It's online? Do yeah, I do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so like that model is incredibly scalable because you're just growing you can do it from anywhere in the world you can do it at your own convenience um you could potentially make courses which are going to be thrown out to other people but it's incredibly valuable because that's literally on your own terms there's there's no dependencies uh you and you've packaged uh, a product that's based on your experience your success and that's what's highly valuable and I think that's hugely valuable today because if you think about all the online courses and the online coaching, it's people with very little, you know, huge experience beforehand. And that's what makes it sound as if it's not like a legitimate thing. But when you come from experience like yourself with loads of experience, well, there, this is a scalable product and the product is actually you. Yeah, it's um, it, and it, it feels very aligned for me, which is which is why um yeah, why I'm look why I'm happy that all this shit happened in the world because if it wasn't for my other business having to shut down for seven months, it would not have propelled me to step full time into business coaching. So I believe these things happen for you, and if you just take like take the gift, if something shit happens, but you know something like space opens up for you to do the thing that's in your heart. Yeah, maybe that's the best thing that ever happened. I mean, I know for you, just setting up this podcast is is off the back of um, maybe some not so not so great um, uh, like yeah situations where you are at home or in business. So mm-hmm. 
there's, there's always a silver lining for these things. And yes, coaching, is it's very scalable, but it's also not um, because you're selling you as the product and there's only so many people that I can coach every week. Um, it might seem like, oh, whatever, you just do an hour's work and get paid like hundreds or even thousands of dollars. But there's a lot of energy that goes into that. So I might only be able to see like maximum three people a day because I'm putting so much into those. So it's, um, it's important to work out well, how, how are you going to not burn out even in your coaching business um, or in your yeah, online business and how do you work out, yeah, well, how many clients can I see and what do I reasonably have to charge to make it worth my while and to reflect how much energy and um, like time I put into it, but reflect like, I mean, for me, I've got maybe a decade or two of experience in business. I need to note that when I'm making my pricing because it's not just how much is, mm-hmm. how much am I like, is the hour worth? It's like, well, take everything that you know and consider that when you're pricing yourself. But also how do you scale you? I can't just see like 50 people a week because that's too tiring. So how do you move into models where you're teaching one to many and you have groups? And for example, I have a mastermind. I have women in business that meet with me every week and I do like laser coaching and mentoring for them but then they all vibe off each other in this community. So that's also valuable. So that's another product that I have as, um, as a coach. And there's some more things coming um, like a business incubator that I have starting next year to help people grow their businesses at a more accessible price point. Um, so there's all these um, intricacies within a, you know, if you're a digital nomad or if you're a, um, yeah, if you're online coach and all these cool like cool new money-making opportunities we have to us, there's still an element of you've got to be strategic about it. Mm-hmm. Otherwise it becomes a nine-to-five again, like another version of a nine-to-five, like like when I worked in the spa, you know, 10, 15-hour days. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. This exactly. is a job. <laughs> That's the <laughs> thing. A you, and you become, you become the manager, but you're still essentially just working someone else's oh, job. Oh, you become you know, like... The, the worst boss you've ever had but it's you and you don't get any breaks and I want like <laughs> don't get paid properly I'm like I need to take you to like the fair, fair work board yeah. um so yeah, you, you just got to watch yourself like being an entrepreneur you got to just yeah like just sit down and work out how this is going to look at some point though you know like I'm, I'm a bit contradictory because I'm like just do it and work it out later mm-hmm. so I'm giving I'm giving the bit of like adult advice here saying do it and also think about it yeah I understand. <laughs> don't, don't wait to burn out to, to work out what you're doing like just get in first with a tiny plan mm-hmm. and then just kind of figure it out because it's it's so interesting what you're saying about knowing your price like even if you're on that nine to five grind when you're looking at like your your input and your output like a company will try push down your price and be like okay now this is how much you're actually worth but it's only until you put your head up look at your experience what you can bring to somewhere else but then you know what your new dollar cost is you know what is what is the new value so it's always very interesting to know like it's that tim ferris for a work week model it's like okay well how much am i actually worth how much can i make per hour and how much of this can i automate you know so exactly as you're saying there your business coaching when it's one-to-one specialized 
bring so much energy, so much of your time. But that's good because it's you're getting a, a high dollar value for it, which is great. But what also be good, like your mastermind course, is if you have this one course that you can distribute throughout. That doesn't seem like a cash and grab. That's that is legitimate. It's well thought out. It's well articulated. That is a that's that's nearly a, a very very. That's another great approach because you have that automation element in it. And this is where you can slow down. You can start traveling. If this is a, a product that's concentrated, and then your hours worked can be very very limited throughout the week. Yeah, they, there's definitely like all these all these ways that um, can be really sustainable, can be really profitable, but also really aligned. And like I'm personally and my and my teachers, they teach well, don't don't just make an online course. No one cares about your online course. They care about you and they want to know you and like you and trust you, and they want to like they want to work with you like. They want to get your energy and work with you live as much as possible. And really the automation, that's the last part. That's when you're like so, so booked out with your more premium live end um, offerings that you can, you know, you can have your book, you can have your um, course that's like an evergreen thing that's available at any time. Um, But look, this, you know, this takes, this took me a lot of time to, learn and yeah i would invite anyone that's interested in yeah in creating their own business to yeah get get some support so they can um so they can collapse timelines so that they don't spend five years trying to work it out and making all the mistakes that's where you get a consultant or a coach to come in and save you time just be like oh hey just you know that thing that you're going to do don't do that (laughs) like it just saves you so much headache and that's because Someone's made that mistake before and they're going to share their wisdom. So the more we commune with each other and, um, you know, share our learnings, the more, you know, the more we can evolve as a human race and the more powerful individuals are against like the drudge of the, like the system and the matrix just always trying to tell you this is the only way you can do it. Of course. I mean, that's, that's why podcasts like this are important. So we go, hey, and that, in the book, five hour, four hour work week, Hey, oh my God, this is possible. This is possible. And it Mm. expands our, expands our belief systems. Mm. What's so interesting there is you're saying that like, you know, there people are investing in you. So it could be a startup. It could be an idea or like yourself, people see your experience and invest in it. Similarly with um, like a podcast or anything like that, people are more invested in the person and the stories and then they grow from there and then they're like okay well you know i trust this person to get behind them and to work with them on a course like yourself and you build up that trust base which is more important than the product to a degree because we all know from the outset that you know you're highly intelligent you have a lot of experience and you bring a lot of knowledge situations however the people that have been there with you for the last couple of years and have seen how you you do specific things then invest in you so that you yeah. can live the life that you actually want to lead and you're more working on that term which is you develop over time but it's the most uh, valuable asset i think yeah i mean i i hear a lot now that there's enough content people want connection that's what people want so you connect you connect with people and then once once they've connected then you know then then they may wish to do business with you but i think if we can focus on connection real connection from this from this truthful place um you just be who you are 
people will pay you for just who you are. It's amazing. The more you you put out there, the more people are like, I just, I like you. Like, I don't agree with everything you're saying, but I just like <laughs> that you're just you. You don't give a fuck. You live this great life. And that's what we need more of right now, just people being themselves. And, um, you know, then if we all just feel comfortable being ourselves, like what an amazing place the world could be if we just just do what we want don't give a fuck Mm -hmm. and give others permission to do the same by them seeing Mm. you do it total transformation of this whole planet it's bringing that kind of authentic feeling i think because everyone Mm. wants to kind of be a specific person because that's kind of you know we're influenced by different parameters in the world you know different things influence our decisions things like this but when you bring in an authentic feeling to it it changes your, your approach and that's how it should be kind of done because everyone's trying to like essentially live someone else's life to a degree they're trying to get to a mm-hmm. stage whereby you know they can travel or they can work or they have a successful company but again it's if, if you are really kind of like sticking to your own values and your morals from the very beginning well, that's ultimately where you see a lot of the greatest success success instead of trying to fit someone else's model specifically definitely and um I I really believe even if you aren't successful in business, if you stick to your morals, stick to your values, you turn up as yourself, at least you can be happy and successful with just being you. Like even if you don't, whatever, build the empire, at least at the end of your life, you'll be like, well, yeah, I didn't, but I still won because I was me. I didn't pretend to be anyone else. I wasn't chasing someone else's dreams. I just... I was me. I went for what I wanted. And that I think is the most fulfilling life you could have. And you'll probably be really successful anyway, just because it's so magnetic to just stand in the truth of who you are. And um, yeah, people get very attracted to that. But yeah, at least you can feel fulfilled that Mm -hmm. you just owned who you were and you... um, you can just rest in that. I think that's the greatest gift you could give yourself. Mm. Yeah, especially like your own attitude is infectious. People kind of buy into, okay, this mm. guy's being real, he's been authentic, and that resonates with other people, and then people feel more relaxed around you, especially. Um, just moving towards like when you you have a lot of experience in meditation, reading to spirituality and things like this. For people that are like very anxious at the moment, even I find myself because I'm locked up upside inside all the time. And it's very difficult to do your traditional things you may do, which could be go to the gym. Gyms are closed in Ireland. It could be just go to the shops or just go out for a drink. You can't do that. What have you kind of done in your own life to improve your own mental health, reduce your own anxiety in these kind of moments whereby there isn't much release? You don't really get the opportunity to do a lot of things you would have previously enjoyed. Yeah, yeah. it's um, uh, It's been really, really difficult um for people through this time because you know being in nature really supports um calming your nervous system and being in community supports that and exercising supports that so when these things are removed um yeah you have to dig dig deep and get creative Um, i'm a huge fan of dancing i really think that it's totally underrated Um, dance by yourself if you have to but every morning I dance and I'll just put on like just something for five minutes and I'll dance it you're a totally different person after it um and so yeah if 
if you um, follow me on Instagram, um, that's where you'll see. I just post dancing because sometimes people then get inspired to dance themselves and I look ridiculous and I'm, um, <laughs> I don't know, just flopping around. Usually haven't brushed my hair. I've just got out of bed and I'm just like, I'm going to dance and I'm going to so video it. it. <laughs> yes, fuck it because um, like I've just, I've got to live my life. I've got to do, I've got to do what's, what's going to, you know, help me survive. So I, um, I dance. I know during the lockdown, we were locked down for a long time in Melbourne. And sometimes I would just sit in my bed and I would just scream out loud. And I thought, okay, maybe they're going to call the police, but it's not great. <laughs> and this is the thing, I was just always worried, oh, what will people think? What will people think? You know, if you just go like dance in this dance in the park or something and people look at you funny, well, lucky them that they get to see you just not giving a fuck, having a great time. Um, and so, yeah, I think moving, yelling, like expressing yourself, um, anything that you can do to like let the emotions move through you. Because what happens is the sadness and the fear, it gets stuck in the body and it, it's like debilitating. Like we kind of just close up because there's something stuck and dancing moves it, yoga moves it. Um, and yeah, stretching all of these these simple things um makes such a huge difference and yeah that that dancing practice is huge for me but i also start the day i i don't look at my phone i don't turn anything on for the first hour i just dance i'll play music i'll write i'll just do creative stuff and then when like the outside world hits me i'm ready i've done my meditation i've done all of these things that have put me in the frame of mind that I choose instead of me checking my phone first thing and there's some horrible like news article or story. So you've got to be kind to yourself, like be really, really nice to yourself. Um, and meditation, if people aren't into that, you don't have to meditate, but if you feel drawn to it, it's just really easy to get into a guided meditation. So using an app that has something that talks you through it, it doesn't have to be, you know, 40 minutes. It can just be five minutes but just something, even if you just sit there with your eyes closed and like deep just, breathe, kind of work just through your emotions, breathe. yeah. Or say om or whatever, or just say, I like, this is a great day. I love myself. Whatever you want to say um, to yourself has a huge, it has a huge, huge impact. And I get up and I say, today I'm going to have an extraordinary day. I'm going to know um, wealth that I haven't known before. I'm going to meet amazing people. Like I just, just kind of at myself up for the day why not and usually great things happen of they course. really do and especially as you said it's in, i think for me when i kind of first got into meditation and yoga especially really more so in the last couple of months was because of my girlfriend like i said you know she's a certified yoga instructor and it was it was a lot of yoga nidra so it was guided meditation and things like yeah, this great. and like she speaks about it so well and that her thing is like it reduces so much anxiety and stress mm. and even at the moment when I'm at home and I'm a lot in my head I often feel that if it's even breathing techniques or if it's a guided meditation through YouTube it just decompresses me so yeah. because of the fact that I spend more times inside I actually I've always kind of struggled with my sleep I'm not well I used to struggle a lot with my sleep whereby I was only sleeping like four or five hours a day and mm. I think that could be when I was younger I was just out a lot I was kind of partying a lot so there was a lot of kind of like influences Whereas now 
I still would struggle in my sleep, but it's that ability to just, okay, how can I decompress, just work through different kind of meditation techniques. And then it has made a huge influence in my life for sure, because I think there's such a stigma around, okay, well, you know, it has to be a certain type and then it's like an hour long and things like this. But the reality is you get a lot of, you get, you know, it's the 80, 20 rule. You get a lot of uh, the benefits just from kicking it off for the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, and if you want to continue because you're really interested in it, that's a, that's another uh, option. But I definitely recommend for people just to always have their own kind of small routine and it could be just breathing and that it's yeah. just so influential. Yeah, it's um it's so important. It's so simple that people don't think it's real, but it's so powerful. So I'm glad that you tapped into that and I'm um certain that will serve you well for the rest of your days and um and certainly in the business world. The business world is not it's not kind of natural like it's you need some you need some t- some way to inject um mm-hmm. Yeah, like just the resilience to work through the weirdness of business and and life to an extent. Yeah, yeah. Even even if it's just like at the moment, like even like walking or something like that, when you just get out of your comfort zone and just try something different. Like actually, funnily enough, a, a big thing for me was when I was training for a marathon, and a marathon was cancelled because of coronavirus. But I used to find myself in this kind of like motion whereby like i'm in the sequence my my brain my feet are moving in sequence and i'm just like disconnected from the world and it's like at that kind of particular point i'm actually most Mm -hmm. calm so i could be running 20 30k but the thing is that i get into this particular moment and it could be short periods of times it's like a flow state and it could be from running it could be from i don't really get it from like working out in a gym because it's it's kind of stagnated your workout but especially when i'm in something that's a rhythm so as you said dancing dancing Mm -hmm. walking for me particularly it was running i actually had this moment whereby i'm actually releasing a part of my brain that's completely Mm -hmm. disconnecting me and Mm -hmm. i am at this state whereby i come back and i used to often find this I used to come back, finish a long work run. I'm obviously fucked from the run because I'm running like 15 kilometers. However, if I'm in work, if I'm doing anything, nothing can piss me off for three, four hours. You know, like you could yeah. send me an email and it could be like, you got all this wrong. You're doing everything incorrectly. But but it's kind of water off the duck's back. I find it just, I find it very difficult to something for me to move me. Whereas in contrast, if I was to get up like, like today, but if I got up from my bed to my desk and I'm in this, state whereby i'm after three four five coffees a day i have this like anxiety that's kind of building up and then it just creates a more negative environment mentally and physically Mm, yeah yeah Uh, well i mean you're i invite people to just try it try a different morning routine do a clinical study and just at the end see if you feel any different after a week after a month um, make a commitment to try it it's very easy to not do it. It's just like exercise. Very easy to wake up and be like, I can't be bothered going for a run. Mm-hmm. But the discipline of doing that has these huge rewards. And um, you can, yeah, you can find the thing that gets you into that flow. There's so many ways. Some people it's drawing. You know, some people it's um, it's music. It just some people it's cooking. So whatever it is, mm-hmm. honor that and allow yourself to have that every day. And that will make life not only more calm, but 
worthwhile. That's the thing. That's the mm-hmm. thing that you need more of and in your life. It's a combination of applying yourself to like a purpose, I think, because you're mm-hmm. putting this input into something. So it could be cooking and you have a desired outcome and you see that outcome. So you're getting that release and the benefit from it. So it's really interesting. It could be, as you say, anything. And when you put in the effort into something and you see that reward and that's where you kind of get the benefit mentally and you're like, okay, well, this is purposeful. I see value in this. And that's what's really, really, really important when people are trying to fill the space with time. Like when I was speaking to someone yesterday, it's like we have all this abundance of time now because I literally can't even do things that I thoroughly enjoy. So how do I apply myself? And when I apply myself, I, I feel like that anyone can learn something. If it, you know, you learn something through trial and error. Some people are better at adapting than others, but ultimately you will learn and you will li- literally improve on whatever it is you actually plan on doing. Yeah. I mean, you can start a business, like whatever, the, whatever you want to use this time for. Um, it is, yeah, it is a, a really golden opportunity to master something, even if it's just mastering Mm, yeah starting your day better um but it's small little components you know it doesn't have to be something huge it could be just nailing your morning routine or even going to bed you know like washing your face having a shower and just getting into a right state of mind because i think it's so easy to get things wrong and then to fall into a habit of okay i'm doing incorrect things all of the time (laughs) you know that are negative towards me you know that are as an that are negative habits that i'm developing that I'm trying to like shape, yeah. you know, so it's, it's, it's a vicious circle sometimes, I think. Yeah. Look, I know that everyone um, has gone through like their own really unique journey over all of these lockdowns and all of this, all of these restrictions. It's just, it's amazing um, to hear everyone's different journeys and some people, yeah, like they've created something amazing. Some people have had like a breakdown and come through the other side. Some people have, um, yeah just like realize that life's great so there's all these different like everyone has this different journey for themselves um but yeah i think i think the thing that breaks my heart is like if someone is getting through life by coping you know that you get through this whole period by well i just was drunk the whole time i watched all this netflix and like i I don't know. It just feels like there's so much more that is available and it's not in any judgment. It's really just an invitation saying, well, what's in it for you this time around? Like, is there something? Cause if you feel the calling, if you feel like a movement to sort something out in your life or take a step on this thing that you've always been dreaming of doing, then like what a golden opportunity to do it but you don't have to do shit like we have free will we can just do whatever we want (laughs) you know you don't have to go and like set up a company or anything like that but if you want to then you should definitely pursue your interests yeah yeah just you know that's kind of the way if if you wanted to do something like that it's like there's a golden opportunity but if you don't that's perfectly fine you can pretty much do whatever you want anyway so it's about you know aligning yourself to what you're particularly interested in and then just following that path yeah yeah, it's just like if you do want to do something and you don't, well, that always like it breaks my heart a little bit because I wish people would just do, yeah, do what they want or be who they, you know, be who they are. Um, like, let's just all do that now. Let's not wait till, you know, we, like 
get to the end of our days and like, I wish I had have tried that thing or I wish yeah. I had have just told that person to get fucked. Like, <laughs> but now. <laughs> it's so true. It's kind of that end goal mentality people have. It's like, I'll be happy when I'm on like 100K. I'll be happy when I exit this yeah. business and things like this or I kick it off. It's like, it's about kind of finding that short-term happiness along the way and taking those steps that you actually particularly enjoy versus waiting. You know, you can wait forever to try to get to the goal, but then ultimately, even when you get there, you won't be particularly satisfied. So if you're not, if it's all about your day-to-day, so if you're not really happy and passionate about, well, not, you don't have to be particularly passionate, but if you're not really happy about what you're doing today, well, then it makes it quite difficult to try pursue the thing you're trying to do long-term. Well, the truth is you might not ever get there. You know, I know a lot of people that even entrepreneurs, like when I'm four, I'm just going to work really hard. When I get to 40, I can retire and then I'll have time for myself. But they, they burn out and some people actually don't make it to that age. So if you're not enjoying every day, then you, I think you're, you're missing the point of how these things work. Um, and it's this whole thing about enjoying the journey because tomorrow's not promised to anyone. So if you feel, yeah, if you feel that you want to do something today, do it. And um, yeah, why not start now? What are, what are we waiting for? Let's just all be ourselves, do what we want. Of course. Victoria, <laughs> I really appreciate your time. Um, it's been a pleasure. And I love always hearing your story. I love hearing your perspective and your input and advice on things because when you have a lot of experience like yourself, it, it just, it's always really valuable. And especially when you're someone who's young or someone's kicking off their career, I find it very, very like also inspiring, but also really helpful. So I must say, thank you very much. Um, I'm going to stop the recording, but also want to keep talking to you afterwards. So I want to say of thank course, you very much for your time. And I really, really appreciate it. That is all good. Now, may I just add if um, anyone does want to get in touch with me to just um, connect with me on Instagram at um, Victoria Lucille Fox. Awesome. And I'll, in the show notes, I'll have all your details, what you're coaching, different models, your spaff, anyone's in Australia, because I have a couple of connections in Australia as well. And for them just to check out your stuff, because I've always found that everything you put up has been really, really helpful. It's been always just something different and it's something that I enjoy because I always like taking that different perspective. So I really, really enjoyed it. And thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And that is it for the second podcast. I'd just like to say a huge thank you to Victoria again. I always really appreciate her thoughts, her views, and get her input on business and life as a whole. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review and subscribed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify. It really helps to grow the podcast as a whole and, and continue to provide more value in the future. If you enjoyed this podcast, there is plenty more to come in the future. So for now, thank you very, very much.